And we've got more ways to get it all fast, like our next day delivery and our free same-day pickup, in-store or curbside. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is the start of hour number two. Thank you for joining us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Is the way to chime into the conversation. As, um, man, we're going to have a fun day today. I'd love to hear... From you at ESPN Radio Nola is the way to get involved in the conversation on the game that was pretty incredible yesterday. Saints defense dominating. 35 for Brady. Pressure on and they got to him. A sack. Cameron Jordan. Brady and they got him. And it's Jordan again. Brady. Pressure. Gets out. He's going to run for it again. Jordan forced the fumble. And the Saints recover with Lattimore. Brady late pressure. Brady will go down for the fourth time tonight. Brady pressure. Escapes. And throws with the run. He's intercepted. Gardner Johnson cuts underneath. They've turned Brady over twice. Eight interceptions in these regular season matchups the last two years with the Saints. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Four sacks, two inters, um, two turnovers, the strip play by Cam Jordan was incredible. Recovered by Lattimore, as you heard there, Tariko with the call over on NBC as far as uh, Brady yesterday. Yeah, we just yeah didn't execute great, obviously, and um, just a tough night, so didn't do much anything right. Um, so got to get a lot better. Got to get back to work. There's a lot of football left, and see if we can go get a win next week. Poor Tom. Bruce Yeah, I think it was big. You know, obviously the young guys, I was hoping they'd step up a little bit more than the receivers. Overall, we just dropped too many balls, too. I mean, when we did have some guys open, and uh, they did a good job playing. You know, they played that hard man-to-man, and, and we did not do a very good job of getting open. There you go. Uh, not a good night over there in Tampa, but for the Saints, again, I, I said it in our number one. To me, I thought it was one of the better victories in the Sean Payton era, to be honest with you. And and I mean that in terms of that that's a Super Bowl defending team. That is a team that is looking to win the Super Bowl again. A player that is competing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to be the MVP this season. They were playing good football. They have a ton of talent. And in that game, and again, you can sort of say, well, Tampa lost their their weapons. Again, that is being touched on a ton in the national media. Well, they got no weapons. Poor Tom, yeah, no one to throw. Have you watched the Saints season? So don't don't give me that. That said, uh, the Saints defense kind of made that happen. Big time in on on Godwin. MCL sprain today. Could be the end of the regular season until he comes back in the postseason. Leonard Fournette. Papa. Two Saints players. Helicoptering him. And the way he landed, stretched that leg out, hurt hamstring. I mean, again, the Saints defense caused that. They came to play yesterday. Now, I thought the way that team prepared, showed up, was remarkable. I think it honestly is one of the better victories in the Sean Payton era. In comparison, you watch other games last night or yesterday over the weekend and you just cannot overstate the importance of coaching. Knowing what to do, where to go. Feeling that you can do it. As we played a little bit earlier, here's Taysom Hill touching on how different it was not having Sean Payton. You know, honestly, I, I didn't feel like it changed um, all that much. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Pete in meetings and... Uh, so the comfort level of him calling games was was really high. Um, he's called games in the preseasons that I played in, so this wasn't the first time I'm hearing his voice uh, in the headset. Um, and I think, you know, again, Pete sits in all of our meeting rooms, and so there's an open dialogue there. And uh, I felt like it was a pretty smooth transition um, there, and and I felt like uh, 
again, D.A. stepped in and, and did a great job to, to lead the team. He made the right calls at the right time in terms of the situation. And I know Rizzi stepped in as well, and, and he was really tuned into the situations. And, man, we, we managed all of those very well. One of the things that he also touched on, too, is one of the reasons that I, I, I keep saying over and over again that this was as good a victory as I can think of. And I'm putting it up there as one of the top ones. It's handling all of these different things. You know, the Saints didn't have Tron Armstead Ryan Ramchak yesterday. Aside from their head coach. Taysom says handling the adversity is kind of what I, I was at least thinking that it could be a reason. And he kind of confirms it. It's just the structure. It's the structure already that was in place from head coach John Payton with the staff and the importance of having a good staff. Obviously, it's it's tough, you know. Um, as you mentioned, we've had injuries up front and you know all, all over our team. But you know, really, the thing that's been constant this year has been our staff, and you know, Sean has has been such a great leader for us uh, for 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 a very long time here. Um, so that was that was tough to lose Sean. I, I mean, he called me. I guess it was Friday night, and uh, I think he quoted P.T. Barnum and said the show must go on. Um, but yeah, I think it created obviously created opportunities for uh, for Pete to step up and, and call the game, and Coach Allen to to step in and fulfill that role. And man, those guys were locked and loaded and ready to go. One of the uh, aspects that that Hill also touched on too is Mark Quest Callaway. Stepping up, especially early making those plays. And, and man, again, I just, it sets the tone, sets the momentum, right? I mean, Tampa's probably like, here we go. Um, I don't know if they overlook the Saints or not, but you know, New Orleans goes right down the field and, and they're making plays. And I, I, I love how fluid Taysom looked too. I thought the play calls were good in and out of his hands. Now Tampa started to make those adjustments and took away some of those routes. And you saw this offense then tend to struggle. And again, if it's my, 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 my critique is that, that Taysom's got to learn to, to read the field. He's, he's got to learn to make some reads and, and I understand, like, it's, it's probably the smart thing to do. Snap there, no run. Then do it. But th- there's some openings there, you know, but trusting that at the same time, though, if he's going to be there, you did see it in the fourth quarter finally happen. I'm, I'm tweeting, well, then run the guy. I mean, if we're not going to spread the field or we're not going to look around to a second receiver, then literally that's what you need to do. Drop back. Is it there? No, run. Just, just, just run. I mean, but I mean, to the point where I was almost thinking, and I wonder this a part in a game would have been smart to maybe put in Trevor for a series or so to kind of back up Tampa. To where he he has the element of, of throwing the football. You you just see it. It, it just shut down on, on Taysom's head. It just it shut down. <laughs> it was just he was just not going to turn the ball over, and we were not going to throw the football. Though later in the fourth quarter, you saw a, a very key drive in, in which they drove down the field. So it's there. It's almost a confidence thing, I think, sometimes. But Callaway, big time game for him. Uh, Marquez is great. Um... Man, gave him some opportunities to make plays, and and he did. Obviously, um, two two that come to mind led led the field goals, um, which obviously ended up being huge in this game. So, uh, Quez is a is a guy that I've had a lot of trust in from day one, you know, training camp, and um, he had some opportunities to make some plays tonight, and he did. He did, and credit again, Marquez Callaway for stepping up. Six receptions, one hundred and twelve yards, nine targets. Average of 18-7. Traquan, 2 for 17. Alvin Kamara, 2 for 13. Mark Ingram, 2 for 8. Adam Troutman caught one of two targets. Four receptions. Nick Vanette, a target, no receptions. Ty Montgomery, two targets, no receptions. But again, the, the passing game. I mean, the Saints won with 154 yards in the air and 61 on the ground. That defense was absolutely incredible. Taysom Hill on the D. You, you can't say enough about uh, what they did um, to pitch a shutout like that. 
um, you know, against against a Brady-led offense is is, is incredible. Um, so I, I can't say enough good things. I think, you know, part of our play calling, all that was reflective of how well they were playing and how much confidence uh, we had in them. And man, they uh, they played incredibly well. So Taysom also touched on something yesterday that I do think is interesting in that if you remember going into the Jets game, trying to think who it was. Was it him? It was somebody, I think it might have been Traquan Smith, who mentioned the fact that and said openly that they felt that this game was important if they were even going to be in 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 the hopes of having a shot at the playoffs, like legitimately saying, "No, no, no! If we if we want to remotely even think about being, we have to win this game against the Jets." And to hear Taysom Hill yesterday mention how this team knows where they are. The approach. Yeah, look, I, I, we're aware of the situation. You know, we're seven and seven now, um, and we're we're doing everything we can to get the playoffs. So I, we have to approach every game like it's a playoff game. Um, you know, we're aware of the situation and, and what's in front of us, and uh, we're going to continue to battle to do everything we can to to get in the playoffs. Again, that's where we need to get to, and try to get some more wins here. Again, Carolina. In two weeks, Atlanta, the final game of the season on the road. I think both of those are winnable. I'm telling you, Carolina is a disaster right now. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. I think that's why I keep harping on. I, I just, I, I wonder if people realize how good a job that team did yesterday to be coached that well, to go and execute and do that job and not have your head coach around when literally you can, you can name teams in the same league whose head coach has no clue what's going on or doesn't do a very good job of leading, managing, structuring, talent evaluating, getting his team prepared to play, etc. Monday night's going to be interesting. Monday night's going to be interesting. Dolphins are playing some pretty good football right now. And they also have a coach that's kind of come in and change that culture. They're going to play hard as well. Tua's playing much better. No, I'm not saying Tua's Tom, but the, the Saints have got to find ways to get some points. You just can't count on too many games where your defense is shutting the other team out. And I think knowing that opponent, knowing their strengths and weaknesses, and believing that you can match up physically with them helps New Orleans, which is why I think you saw that 9 nothing shutout, which is, I think, where that confidence comes up. Demario Davis after the game. I mean, our, our mentality is the same every time we step out, no matter what team it is. Um, we know when we go in and execute at the level that we're capable of, we're going to have success. Indeed. So we'll touch on a little bit more on that coming up bottom of the hour. Again, the phone line's having some issues. If you're calling, I promise you, Buddy is not ignoring you by picking up because it's just ringing right now. Uh, we kind of had this issue the last hour on Friday, so they're still trying to figure out what's going on over there. We can still hear from you. In terms of social media at ESPN Radio NOLA, just like James on Twitter says, Brady doesn't take a seat. He has a throne. Uh, reg week 15 regular season win with all their weapons hurt, yet the fan base acting like it's a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I got you. So he's, he's up. I think he thinks that we're celebrating too much. I got you. All right there, bud. Uh, me. Literally, that's what he has on social media game ball cam jordan pat on the back alvin Kamara, have a seat brady with four exclamation marks i love that the pimp c at gcat underscore one seven gus shame the phone company gets a seat by coach for not having the phones ready for today i was proud of our team last night especially 94 this was a special game and i'm hopeful that we can finish strong and make the playoffs hashtag who dat? I'm with you, the pimp C. Um, we've been sort of waiting Cam Jordan to kind of have those Cam Jordan moments. And man, what, what, a, what a game for him. Cause you absolutely needed that, right? No doubt about it. We'll have some more re re replies when we come back here as well. We'll try to get a hold of Rafael Esparza 
and go through the games yesterday. And again, we got two games tonight, Raiders and Browns, Vikings and Bears. So we'll touch on all that and more. We come back to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finish Sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with a focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Sports. Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Over on Twitter, uh, YouTube. Got a little show coming up here as well. Top of the hour. It's hanging out. Or or is it living well with the bookie today, sir? Because I got to imagine uh, the folks in the desert made out with the Saints last night. Uh, we made up with a lot of outcomes, not just the Saints. So, I mean, the Saints, we actually could, we actually took some late money coming in on the Saints. Uh-huh. Uh, I think people were chasing. I think people saw a lot of dogs winning yesterday, the Lions covering, the Steelers covering. So they threw some money on the Saints and a number went, got bet all the way up to 11, 11 and a half. So, uh, actually, if we, I wish that game was earlier afternoon instead of the late game, cause we probably would have made more money with this, uh, with so much Saints money coming in late. Right, let's go back to Saturday, sir. And we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on the Saints and Bucks here in a quick sec, but Patriots and Colts is getting a lot of attention this morning. ESPN said it, it was the surprise of the week. Indy getting the win 27 17 and also a lot of talk right now about Jonathan Taylor making a run at perhaps the MVP or especially after Brady being shut out. Is Taylor second? Uh, is he in the top three? Is he a serious contender to be the MVP? Uh, he is. I, I still think, I mean, Brady was never number one. I, everyone keeps on saying that this morning that he was number one. No, Aaron Rodgers was number one. And Aaron Rodgers had another W yesterday. So uh, it was it was Rodgers one, Brady two, Taylor three. Now you could probably just flip-flop that. Uh, I still think Brady might be a little bit ahead of Taylor Small just because of what happened in that game yesterday. Brady had pretty much no one to throw with. It wasn't uh, it was uh, his fault that the offensive line gave up so many sacks and so many injuries. But I would have to say Taylor's right, right on his heels. Mm, it's interesting. I mean, again, though, um, made, made a deciding play there as well when the Pats were trying to make a, a, a bit of a late comeback. I almost wonder, though, watching that game, you did see Mac Jones have to go to the air for them to come back, and they can throw it. Do you think in situations like that, Bill and and everybody over there go, okay, look, if we have to use his arm, let's go with it. I, I thought he showed he could be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the Patriots are probably the one team that stick with their game plan throughout the whole game. Even if they're behind or something, they're going to still travel to establish the run. Even though they could be down 14, 17 points, when other teams, all right, we have to throw, be throw happy. 
uh, just because we're behind. I think that kind of hurts maybe my boy Mac and Cheese because the, the Patriots just stick with their game plan no matter what the outcome of the game. And he had a really good game. What, he threw for almost 300 yards, two TDs. And we, he can't throw. It's just a system. All right, so speaking about the system, I just touched on this a little bit with Leo Haggerty last hour. 31-14 Buffalo over the Panthers in this game. They literally had to try out kickers, Carolina, because theirs got hurt in pregame warm-ups. And then after the game, Matt Rule throws Cam Newton onto the bus for a fourth down play they didn't convert. Then this morning says, no, nah, no, nah, he did the right job. It's the play caller. He wishes he had something else that he could call. <laughs> Matt Rule's gone, huh? Yeah, he's one of those coaches that I believe on uh, Black Monday uh, will be gone. So uh, he just fine with the offensive coordinator, Brady. I mean, that was just his ticket to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I just want to be in the locker room by myself before I get the boot. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be gone. I would not be shocked if he goes back to the college rank. He'll take a year off and maybe grab a college job. I mean, that's the thing, though. So that's why you hear Sean Payne say, let me look at the tape before I comment on some of those things, right? I mean, he didn't. All right, so that Lions came 30-12. to 12. Their second win of the season for Detroit. But I, I'm, I'm focusing more on the cards here. Look, Murray, 257 in the air, 41 pass attempts. But I almost feel like here we go again with the Cardinals. It, it feels like last year and the year before that, right? Lots of wins. Then you start looking at them. They've lost three of their last five. Is there concern that the Cardinals really aren't a legit NFC division or NFC, uh, you know, conference champion? I still think they're probably in there for the conference. Uh, I mean, conference division. I, I, the NFC, I still think it's going to be a three-team race because I'm actually going to throw in the Rams in there now, the way they played their last game uh, and the way they'll probably play on Tuesday's game. I still think the NFC, sorry, Saints fans, but it's Green Bay, Tampa, and the Rams. Maybe the Cowboys, a small, small blinker uh, in, in a rearview meter, but it's a three-team race. Uh, sorry, Dallas, Arizona, San Francisco, and Minnesota. Uh it's just those, I think those three teams, especially if you have to go to Lambeau Field in the NFC playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, the Rams, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Arizona, Saints, San Francisco. That's cold in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy, Mr. Number One Miami Dolphin fan, is just uh, ecstatic. Six straight wins for the Finns, 31 24 in a battle with, with the Jets last night in Miami. How good is Miami? Their defense is really good. And if you're, if you're the Saints, yeah, do backflips. You beat Tom Brady and another, let's quote unquote, regular season win. Uh, but I would not be celebrating too much because the Miami Dolphins are coming into your backyard on Monday. And that defense is really, really good. And let's face it, the Saints have had trouble with mobile quarterbacks. And Tua has been playing some good ball lately as well. Uh, Cowboys and Giants, 21 to 6. You know, it's remarkable to me. The Cowboys won again. They're 10 and 4. And if you put on ESPN or any national website, you would think the Cowboys are four in ten. It's their offense is terrible. Dak didn't play well again. They're ten and four. Yeah, I can see. I mean, their offense still is a little bit stagnant. Uh, even though the running game, I mean, Pollard, uh, Prescott, that kid, uh, and and Elliott. I mean, if you combine them, I think they all rush for almost 140 yards. So they still have a balanced uh, attack of running and uh, throwing. I just Dak, Dak just does not look like the Dak we've seen in past. And I think he'll get the he'll get better as the as the regular season includes close to end. But their defense, I'm sorry, their defense still continues to hold them tight. And just like the Saints, if it wasn't for the Saints' defense, the Saints would be battling with Carolina and, and Atlanta in that bottom of the division. The Saints' defense are winning games, and the Cowboys' defense are winning games. Titans and Steelers, Pittsburgh winning 19-13. A couple of fourth down stops by Pittsburgh in that defense. Now they're 7-6. and six. What did I tell you on Friday? Hey, oh, Tennessee, how come no one's talking about them being the best team in the AFC? They're playing a weak Pittsburgh team. And Pittsburgh's just going to win again. They, they could probably end the season with double digits again. And all we were saying is that this team's old. This team needs to retire everybody. And here we go again. A big, big, big win against a, a team that everyone thought they could be one of the top three, four teams in the AFC and Tennessee Titans. Pittsburgh, big home W. Um, Texans and Jags, 30-16. to 16. Houston with the win. Yeah, this one was probably my shocker uh, of the day because I just thought uh, that Jacksonville getting rid of the Wicked Witch 
of the South. Uh, <laughs> I thought they would play a lot better. And they started off with that. I mean, they got behind really quickly, 14 to three in the first. They just couldn't uh, do anything. And they couldn't really run the ball. Robinson had struggles uh, in the first half. Lawrence, I mean, he did okay, 210, mm-hmm. I think he threw for. But yeah, that, this one was my shocker. I thought Jacksonville was going to be a, a big, big, big W, and uh, they, they didn't pull through. Bengals and Broncos, Teddy Two Gloves went down hard as he, his head hit the turf, went to the hospital. He, he's out and he's, he's better now. But in that game, it, it kind of felt like a, like, like a, like a, you know, almost like a tug of war game. I mean, it, it wasn't a pretty game. 15-10 was the final. Neither team scored in the fourth. Yeah. I think once uh, Teddy Two Gloves went, I think that sucked all the air. Of anything that the Denver had going at that time. I was just, I mean, you saw people like almost crying on the field. And I hate to see that because it does not only affect the person that they're wheeling out, it affects the whole team. So that was a tough, a great victory for Cincinnati. You get to move on, you're eight and six. And you still try to get that playoff uh, punch. But with no Teddy two gloves in Denver, I think their season's over because let's face it, Drew Locke is not going to get them to the promised land. Um, one of the other things that stood out yesterday was another game went scoreless in the fourth quarter, and that was Falcons and 49ers. San Fran now eight and six, man. It seemed to me like a month ago, everyone was Cal Shanahan's fire. He's done. Like he's not a good coach. Yet here we go. Jimmy G picking up another win. Yeah, Jimmy G with uh, with his New Jersey next year here in the, in the Crescent City. He looked really well in a San Francisco uh, uniform for that. That was a nice win for them, I mean, because they controlled the whole game. That defense uh, only holding three points in the second half. No one's really talking about San Francisco defense. It's all about Jimmy G in that mm-hmm. offense. That defense is playing lights out. The Ravens, they, they keep going forward for two. And for the, what, second time this season, they, they lose by one and don't go for the tie. Packers win 31-30. What do you take out of this game, especially since, um, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty pretty darn good performance, to be honest with you, by Tyler Huntley. Yeah, he's going to get some phone calls. Uh, this I told you, quarterback's going to be uh, – yeah. the, the draft is just not going to produce a starting quarterback right away. So he could get some phone calls, uh, maybe for a starting uh, job. Uh, Green Bay wins. I told you, Baltimore's going to be on my couch watching playoff football because uh, you won't invite me over because your dog bites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Baltimore will be at my house uh, watching playoff football because they're not making a – I think Cincinnati's probably playing much better than the Ravens. Bite all the time. I mean, you know, he just, just likes to nip every now and then. That's all. Bad parenting. No, I wouldn't go that far. All right, so we got two games today. Uh, starting at 4 o'clock, sir. 4 o'clock, we got the Raiders and the Browns. Cleveland getting three points. Nick Mullins played with the Niners, started some games uh, the last two years with San Francisco, a, a former Southern Miss Golden Eagle, sir. He uh, He's starting for Cleveland. Who are you liking this one? Yeah, this morning, Cleveland was a small favorite. And then when they announced that both quarterbacks, uh, Baker and all that, failed again at COVID test, and then we go to uh, a quarterback that might have uh, rolled your sushi over the weekend as oh, not their third quarterback. Come on. Uh, I still think Cleveland runs uh, runs the ball, and I think they still take care of the Raiders. The Raiders are planning for their summer, vac- summer vacations. Where do you think Carr goes next year? I, that's, I mean, again, there's a lot of QB positions going to be opened. Uh, he might stay if they don't want to open up the checkbook uh, for uh, for the Rays. I don't think it's all his fault, but uh, I could see him being on a new team. All right. And then also tonight, the game that was originally scheduled and still scheduled, Vikings and Bears. That said, they did get one coordinator back, Matt Nagy, but the offense, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator at one point were all in COVID protocol. They are getting one guy back, but OC and DC still out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here we go. I finally got the email of Matt Nagy's uh, representative, so I so he can try to represent me. Because how does he still have a job? Must be brilliant on his behalf. But mm-hmm. Minnesota wins this game, uh, and again, uh, Matt Nagy would probably still have a job for the holidays. So I like the under. I don't think the Bears are going to put that much points on the board. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the over. I think. The Bears are going to give up a lot of points in this game. I think Kirk Cousins has a big game, even though he stinks on Monday night as well. But 45 uh, seems like a uh, low total. Yeah, six-and-a-half-point favorite are the Vikings. Um, Jake Paul's knockout of Tyson Woolley. What, what what do I make of this? Uh, everyone's, I mean, that was a big bomb. I mean, if you watch it slowly, Woolley thought he was going to go to the body. And mm-hmm. he's just it's – it's a simple boxing move. Uh, you dab your head. 
towards the body and your and your and your uh, your hands towards the body. He drops his, and then you just come over the top. It was a, a simple boxing move. People who don't know boxing, quit tweeting out that it was fixed. Because if it was fixed, you really want to take that bomb in the head. It was a heavy, 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 heavy hit to the head. He's three and zero on. Uh, he's a, the last three fights, all three knockouts besides without Woodley. Well, that's why I was asking you. I'm like, where does this come from that everybody thought that? He took a dive. Like I, that is, I mean, the the shot from the canvas from the ring. Whoever took that footage, I mean, you can see the perspiration, the sweat yeah. just explode off of his head when he got punched. So, um, all right. So who who should he fight next? Uh, I, I mean, it's wide open now. Now that he's, uh, I mean, I think everyone wants to see Anderson Silva fight him. I think maybe Fury might get uh, since he pulled out of this one. But there's no way that he's gonna fight Canelo. Or any of the other boxers, I would be very. It would be shocking if Conor McGregor does not come back in the UFC because of his leg injury, or just no, or they don't want to give him a title shot. That could be probably one of the biggest non-boxing pay purses. I would not be shocked if they both get a hundred million. Really? If he fights, yeah, that would be just two big social media stars going head to head with one of them already having a boxing uh, between Floyd Weather. Uh, that would be probably one of the bigger non slash boxing events. I would not be shocked if that thing, both of them get a hundred million for that fight. A hundred million. Is there that much interest in Jake Paul? Yeah, I mean, that fight alone took almost double the action for the whole UFC 269 card. The whole card, not just the main event, the whole card almost double. The UFC too. So it, you, people just don't understand how much Paul has influenced on social media, and that's who we live on. We get our news from social media. We get our whose birthday it is from social media. Social media and them, the Paul brothers rule mm-hmm. social media. I mean, that's why they're big. I mean, that's why they're. I think they're good for the sport. It, it's bringing boxing uh, some kind of life. I want to ask you one final thing. Um, the Lakers, Anthony Davis went down with an injury. What four to six weeks? I think they're saying he's going to be out. A little bit with the with the knee, he thought it would be a lot more severe. Um, where do you have the Lakers? Like, what kind of action and money is coming in? Uh, nothing. Other everyone that bet them in the summer for the win it all, they're trying to get their money back uh, to bet either the Suns or, or someone else, or trying to see if they can get refunds because they didn't know that that's how old they were. Russell Westbrook is gone. They're going to have to trade him for another some kind of an offensive push or some kind of a defense. Uh, he's, he will not be a Laker during a trade. I think they, just because they can get some pieces back for him. Uh, and if they don't make the playoffs, I would not shock me if LeBron maybe hangs it up. Wait, you, you're thinking they may not make the playoffs. I was just trying to say like no. the seed. No, I mean, I think they'll, I mean, Anthony Davis will probably get another injury. LeBron's, I mean, his body has so much wear and tear for how many years he's played. Do you think he's going to stay healthy for the rest of the season? I just don't see it. I mean, they, they'll, if they do make the playoffs, I don't think see them lasting that much longer mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But there's just the West is just so deep uh, right now. What they, I mean, right now, what are they, the seventh seed? But, I mean, there's, I think, Portland right. three games ahead of them, and they're getting healthy. They'll get C.J. back. The Spurs uh, can out, out, outplay them. So I just don't see it. All right. Well, Davis uh, underwent that MRI in Saturday in Chicago and revealed that MCL sprain. So, He's, uh, he's going to be out for a little bit, and let's see where um, they go. And yesterday, we were supposed to be a Pels game, but COVID spread uh, over there through the Sixers, so they canceled that. So uh, I, I kind of get a sense and feeling that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be around for a little bit, and it's going to kind of cause some games to be postponed. I think maybe just a couple weeks. I think everyone just got – I mean, they're going to put some back into the face wearing and – no lunches and stuff like that. I think uh, just a couple weeks, uh, and then I think I don't think we got lazy, but we just need to realize that this ain't going anywhere. I'm sorry, COVID's not going anywhere it's not, because we have shots and boosters and all that. This is the new powerful flu. We'll, we'll say that where we're, I don't think the deaths are not going to happen as much as we saw a year ago and all that. But people are still going to get it, and we're going to have more tests, more home tests, where you test at home, you test positive, you stay home for two, three days, you come back to work, whatever. But this ain't going anywhere. If people think it is, then uh, I got some snow to sell them if they from uh, from Africa. Some, from snow from there, huh? Um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing you, sir. And we'll talk again towards the end of the week. Again, what time is the the show coming up on YouTube? Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. There we go. Thank you so much, man. Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow him over on Twitter. Go ahead and give a follow. Quick break. We come back. We'll 
go over again some in the locker room here and hear from Woj as he touches on what he thinks or tells us what the league's going to be doing here. Again, the Pelicans were supposed to play last night uh, against the 76ers. They didn't. They canceled the game. So their next opponent will be Portland. And we'll touch on about that here as well. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. It's just another manic Monday. Wish it was El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. Yeah, sure, the players bring some skill to the game, but if I don't put them in my lineup, who cares? Not me. I'm Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM and league runner-up two of the last nine years. I use the progressive Name Your Price tool with options based on my budget. And for a guy that's used to being in control, it fits. Like this runner-up t-shirt. Champ gets a trophy, but you can't wear a trophy. Boom. Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors. Let's ride. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We felt offensively that if we, you know, did our assignments, didn't turn the ball over, made them go the long way, that um, our defense was going to give us an opportunity to win. And, you know, that's that's the way the game went. I titled that bite, Don't Mess Up. That's essentially what um, the Saints offense sort of played on that. Again, normally I'd be telling you to buzz this in, 800-998-1003. We got an update. Do have an update. Truck our, our, our owner here. Over at ESPN New Orleans gave us the heads up. Severed phone line cut in the ground by a construction company. So who knows how long that's going to take. So if you're calling, I promise you, Buddy is not ignoring you. Uh, he'd love to say hello to you. He's lonely over there in the studio. So we will let you know as soon as that phone line gets fixed, believe me. In the meantime, be, uh, be a part of the show via social media at ESPN Radio NOLA. And it is as that is where our question of the day is, and it's simple. Give me a game ball. Give me some pats on the back. Who needs to have a seat next to coach? Kenny says a game ball goes to a gentleman that we are very familiar with. Number nine. I will not make the mistake that all of you oh. are making <laughs> okay. right now. I'm taking the no, same. Yeah, he was it. It was it. I mean, it, from Snoop Dogg to everybody on the panel and staff at NBC Sports, Buccaneer logos littered throughout the bottom of the screen there. And then Drew Brees just grinned when he made that pick. And, yes, he did take to his Instagram and rub it in, saying something along the lines of, didn't y'all learn the first time around? Yeah. Right? Um. One of the things that uh, we'll touch on as well is your thoughts on the win as to who gets the game balls. Pat on the back. Morgan on Twitter. Game ball Cam Jordan. Pat on the back. Chauncey Garner Johnson. Have a seat. Traquan Smith. 
Chauncey, I, I'm telling you, I almost feel like, I'm, believe me, I don't want him to go get a side job right now. I need, I, I need him focusing on the Saints. But you remember um, the commercials of the office linebacker? Where you'd have a scene after a scene and somebody would come and, you know, tackle you and such. CD News should get a side job of being like a motivational accompany motivator. Seriously. He is, uh, I love him. I really honestly do. It's CD time. Ready? First off, steps up to the podium. Hey, man, got an interception off Tom Brady. What you think? I'm trying to win the game. I'm a ball player. Ball players make big time plays in the game. And I knew how close the game was, and I knew, like, with them guys having guys down, gotta make a play. Can't force it, but I'm out there to make plays. Y'all see that. I don't, I told y'all earlier in the week what I'm here to do. I'm here to win. That's it. He also had this to say after that interception, you remember, and you saw Tom Brady kind of giving it to somebody on the sideline. I, I love social media. Whoever it was that was on the sideline, Saints fans were saying that guy needs to have free dinner. He was just jumping all the way around and, and trash talking Tom, and Tom gave him the business. And uh, CD was asked about what what he thought about Tom Brady talking trash on the sideline after he just picked him off. Man, on to next. I, don't, I ain't got time for that. I don't know what he said. I ain't hear what he said. I'm, I'm a, I called a pick. I mean, that's on my teammates. I love it. He also gave. Props to the guys up front. The front four made it to where those guys in the back end could make some plays. It's amazing. It's amazing when that front four, you can get to the quarterback. You, you, you disrupt a whole lot of time and a whole lot of, lot of game plans. So, like I said, the, def- the, the back end would have played good unless it was the front, the front four. Really the front five, front six, how you want to call it, with WD, Quan, uh, Cam, David. Marcus, uh, all them boys up front. Shy, all them boys up front, you know, can't give credit enough how, how hard they work, you know. They've been slandered a lot, you know. You know, them guys don't, you know, they don't do good enough. But to us, you know, they do an amazing job getting back there. So we got to just hold our part and, and let them do their part like they did today. They go eat up front. We're going to eat up in the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, look, obviously, the way that Dennis Allen – can call coverages, disguise things, or help out. And, and really, as you heard in the broadcast, they were doing their best to really just flood the middle of the field. They, they know that Tom likes to go across the middle and do that. And you kept dropping Saints players. You could do that because single handedly guys were winning the battle up front on the Saints defensive line. As for the game plan and allowing them to excel, it's kind of what I was getting at here is he was asked what makes Dennis Allen so good as a defensive coordinator, man, let that be us. I mean, you know, you got one of the best secondaries in the league with me, Marshawn, Malcolm, Doug, Roby, you know, a lot of experience in there with a Debo also playing. Well, I mean, I feel like we got the best secondary right now in the league, regardless of the stats, you can just go out there and just pitch a shutout. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, what you want me to tell you? I feel like DA just put us in position to go out there and be ball players, and we appreciate him for doing that. And we just we love we love we love what we do. You know, you heard that a lot last night during the broadcast, after the broadcast, and a lot this morning on ESPN. Get up, first take or whatever. What's the key to success? What is the secret to stopping Tom Brady? I mean, you can have as many philosophies as you want. And I'm sure the Saints' Dennis Allen is not the only defensive coordinator to scheme, design, or play a defense a certain way. It's a copycat league, I promise you. Once they had a game of success, two games of success, shutting out Tom Brady, everyone's going to look at that and try to do the same thing. It's simple. Got to have the personnel. I'll tell you what the secret and the key to success was to stop Tom Brady. The defensive line balled. I mean, absolutely played some ball last night. 
When you can win individual matchups, split double teams, push tackles and guards into the backfield. I mean, Brady was stepping back and, and there was white jerseys all the way around. That's the key to success. I could play defensive coordinator if my front four a half a second after Hut is affecting the quarterback. And then, yes, you do add two good corners, a slot corner, a guy that's very physical and a guy that, that baited Tom Brady into that interception and Chauncey Gunner Johnson. Then you add two linebackers like Demario Davis and Quan Alexander that already know how to go make plays that are heading or smart. You take a look at Demario Davis tipping that ball, right? Knowing what to do, where to go. Playmakers, guys made plays, period, simple, end of story. The Saints defense made plays. Marcus Williams was coming in there yesterday, sticking his hat into some stuffing of some runs and stopping gains. That that was so much fun to watch because you saw a collective group just play at the same level of confidence that gave them energy and then allowed them to just go play. That's the key. That's the secret. Those guys just come to play against the Bucks. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you play the Falcons like they did earlier in the season. Same team, same group of guys. Sometimes the opposing opponent gets it out of you. Look forward to prove it. But bottom line, that was the key. Cam Jordan had his best game of the season yesterday. Marcus Davenport continues to disrupt. David Anyamada got a sack yesterday. The front four dominated. That was the key. They couldn't block him. Couldn't block him. Then you add the inexperience. Then you add the, the slight off timing with some of the other players that haven't played with Brady in the game. Which, again, if you're a Saints fan, welcome to our world. We've been seeing that all season long on the offensive end. That's why they struggle. That's why we stand and applaud and clap a first down. Saints are getting field goals. We're like, yes, we got parents. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear more from some Saints players and also from Woj. As I said last night, uh, Pels was supposed to take on the 76ers. They, they flew up there. It's great video of the guys having fun on the plane up to Philadelphia and then they had to come right back home. Tomorrow night, then we'll take on the Portland Trailblazers. That's an interesting team here as well. We'll wait for tomorrow to kind of dive a little bit into that. But that's a team that's been struggling and, and not where they would like to be with new head coach Chauncey Villas. So we'll touch on that a little bit more here as well. Sports Hangover and your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN World. Get holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. 5G is here. But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. 
and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed. Maybe. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, 800-998-1003 is normally the number to try to give us a buzz, but it's a cut phone line by a construction company that has severed our ability to take your phone calls. So we're not trying to ignore you. If you're calling and the phone continues to ring, at some point you will hear Buddy's voice. We'll let you know when that gets fixed later on this week, but my guess is it's not happening uh, just yet. So as we were touching on with the Pels who are supposed to be playing Yesterday, I mean, it, it, it's a ton of teams right now that I, I think Kevin Durant also entered COVID protocol this past weekend. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski on what is being changed right now by the NBA to try to limit these cases. Right now, the league's goal is to not have a pause. And that's why you're seeing, you know, that's why you're seeing there's so many G League players in the NBA right now. And, you know, you're turning on games and going, I don't know who that is. You know, <laughs> who is starting in my team's backcourt? I've never heard of these guys. There's going to be more of that. And they're going to do everything they can, uh, you know, to, to not have a pause. Um, but, you know, again, as especially when we get to that window from December 26th um, after Christmas through January 8th when they're testing um, at a much higher clip, you're going to see more positive tests and you're going to probably see teams with, again, more G league players coming in to try to just stem the tide until uh, they get guys out of protocols. So what Woj is discussing and talking about is over the weekend, the NBA and the NBA players association came to an agreement last night on rules that allow additional replacement players for teams dealing with, players entering the league's health and safety protocols. In other words, to get some players that um, are down because of COVID, then go sign some guys from your G League team immediately and then come up and play, right? So the amended rules, they're outlined in a memo, went into effect Sunday night and they're going to remain in place through January 19th, at which time the league will give further details and guidance to what's going on. They want to see what's going on right now. Again, Friday, the Pels won. The Pels beat the Bucks, and Milwaukee didn't have Giannis and a couple of players, four total, because they were in health and safety protocols. So it's affecting teams left and right, and obviously affecting the game, and it's a reason that the Pelicans won one sixteen to one twelve. I mean, no doubt not having Giannis, you know, hurt. That said, Drew Holiday had a 40-point performance in that game. But what else and and why, I guess, Woj is, is, you know, was asked, have there been so many cases in the NBA? Because it kind of, I want to say, started breaking out a lot more on NBA teams before it started affecting the NFL teams last week. Remember, up to seven teams were in advanced health and safety protocol stages over um, on NFL campuses, which is why they moved so many games last week. This is what Woj had to say. What's happening now is when you're seeing the rash of, of players lost and positive tests, it's because teams are testing now. Once you get one player in or two players positive, now you've got to start testing everybody else. I mean, yesterday, you know, we reported Trey Young tested positive in Atlanta, they had not been testing because they didn't have any players in protocols. So now if you're Atlanta, you worry that what's happened to everybody else, New York, Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, Sacramento, is as you start testing other players, you're probably going to get some positive tests. So that kind of gives you an idea of what to expect here moving forward. Again, Pels take on Portland. But that game Friday was fun. Went to overtime. And Pelicans again in overtime, getting the job done, 13-9 to in the extra frame in favor of New Orleans. And 
what an effort by Devontae Graham. Again, I, there, there's certain things we were touching on last week that you, you kind of want to see start to translate, that can move forward as the season goes on. He knocked down eight threes. 26 points for him. Eight field goals that he made. They were all threes. Eight of 12. And as you can imagine, the graph. Love them all. Now Graham right wing three on the way. You gotta be kidding me! That is a snowman. All three. He does is buckets. Just buckets. And it was a fun battle back and forth. I guess fun in terms that it was competitive and it was fun if you attended the game. And it was well attended over at the Smoothie King Center. But Drew Holiday dropping 40, helping out his bucks. Considering, again, as I said, no Giannis. Now Holiday sizing up hard. Pulls up from 15. Yep. Career high, 40 points for Drew Holiday. We're tied 112-112. He's just had it, he's had it cooking this game. He's just really had it cooking and the Pels have not had an answer for him defensively. And look, the, the Bucks were without Middleton and Giannis. Oh well. Right? That's how it works when the Pels haven't had Zion all season or BI missed games or whatever. Oh well. You have to take advantage of it. And they got the win. Win number 10 on the season. And it was another solid offensive performance by Herb Jones. Six and nine from the field, five of eight from the free throw line, nine boards, four assists, one steal, one block, 17 points, and a big play towards the end of this game that really, uh, well, it gave the Pels a two point lead. Right, inbound Ingram. Oh, now they're going man. Two-man game with Jonas. Feed it to Jonas. Left elbow to the cutting herb. Got the lay-in. You doggone right. Beautiful basketball. The weak side cut and Herb Jones with the basketball IQ of a vet. You know what's nice is watching the game and seeing, yes, the execution, but just good sideline plays. Just out of time. I was just, um, it's again. I, I don't know where it's going to go. Eventually, is Zion going to sign the extension? He's going to be here 10 years. He's going to be the right player. He's going to be injured all the time. Is this team going to make the playoffs or not? Are they, you know, I, I just, I can just tell you right now on the 20th, it's just a, my feeling. I think Willie was the right hire. It was a good hire. I like Willie. And it, it, it's a process. You're, you're starting to see this team kind of put it together. But Gus, would they have beaten him if Giannis and Middleton had played? I don't know. That's not the point. Did they win that game? Just find a way to win that game. It was not pretty offensively in Tampa. It was pretty enough to start the game, get a lead, hold on to it, add three, because you kept feeling six was just definitely not going to be enough. You were waiting. That one drive, that one moment that Tom Brady, ah, there's Tom. Be honest, when was the last time you felt a field goal added to a 6 nothing lead felt like a touchdown? I mean, you were watching that game and you felt that the Saints would just have scored a touchdown. You were going to get a win. What's the same thing here with the Pels? I, I like seeing more wins than not, right? And how it comes about, who it comes about against, and in what matter, it doesn't matter. But what I do like, though, is the wins that have come recently have come because of good execution, timely big shots, and you can just see this team starting to kind of learn or buy into the fact that they can pull some of these games out. That's an overtime win. That bucket by Jones put him up 114 to 112, and... In the last week, week and a half, you've seen his team be in clutch game situations. Andrew Lopez talked about it when he came on last week with us. It's a, it's a, it's a situation and scenario that has not been good for the Pelicans. They're getting better. I'm not ready to say they're best, better at it or they're, they're great or now this is a team that can win the clutch. You have to prove a lot more, but they're getting better. And I think that's what you want, right? 
getting better. Hour two is in the books. Hour three is next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sport Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, I don't know why she's leaving or where she's gonna go. I guess she's got her reasons, but I just don't wanna know. Cause for 24 years I've been living next door to Alice. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? 